Hi everyone, welcome to Kitchen Table Talks, a podcast dedicated to conversations you would have with friends at the kitchen table. Aloha everyone, welcome to another episode of Kitchen Table Talks. I'm Sally and today I'm joined by my good friend Enzo. Hello everyone. And today we have a very, very special guest. Um, our good friend Ken. Welcome, Hi, Ken. Hey, I don't know why I, sp- I started with um, Aloha. I don't even speak Hawaiian, but um, speaking of languages, we do speak. And um, today's episode, we're going to be talking about languages. And to start off, um, just to let everybody know, I speak a couple languages. I was brought up speaking Cantonese and English. And then after that, I learned French and uh, Mandarin Chinese as well in college. Um, along the way, kind of picked up a few things as well, like German in school and things like that. Um, speaking of languages, Ken, I know you speak quite a few lingos. So can you tell us why you picked up a new language? Um, sure, yeah, I guess I started out because I was born in Japan. Um, so I, when I was, up until I was five years old, I was speaking English and Japanese. Um, then after that I moved to Ireland, so I kind of forgot my Japanese completely. Um, but since then, you know, I always had like an interest in like understanding other languages um, and thought it was really cool that people could talk in these different languages and I just wanted to know to know more about it um so yeah that's kind of how I how I got interested in it cool and what about you Enzo because I know you speak quite a few languages yeah so um I was born in Madrid in Spain so my mother tongue is Spanish and then we moved to Ireland when I was about eight years old so I'm quite bilingual in both languages and then I just started speaking French in school because, you know, we were taught in school French and it was better than German, no offense, <laughs> but, it, you know, kind of is. And uh, yeah, and I liked it and it was easy to learn as well because there's similarities between the two languages, Spanish and French, and I really enjoy it. So, yeah, I, I just really like languages and then Japanese in, in college as well. That was a lot of fun, which I would love to go back and study more. But um yeah. So the bottom line is that we're all going to Japan one day. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we're all staying, yes, we're staying with Ken. Yes. Um, I know we all, you know, have our own journeys in terms of um, learning languages. So from your experience, Ken, um, yeah. what is the best way to learn a new language? Um, I mean, I suppose the best way to learn it is like the most ideal way is if you can go to the country where it's spoken and just immerse yourself like imagine like you're just a baby who's been born in that environment and you don't know anything else and I think if you if you're in a situation where you have to communicate through that language in order to survive um then you just you you will learn it um obviously like that's not possible for everyone so other than that like I guess just watch loads of uh youtube videos in the language just like get used to hearing it and yeah start off with that yeah no i would agree with you i would say yeah go to that country and live there and but if that's not possible i would say date someone who's from oh that's a very good idea (laughs) 
and girl you'll start speaking yeah let me tell you so that's what i think what do you think enzo i can totally vouch for that <laughs> um because i've been with uh french people <laughs> french guys before so yeah um and the french really did like my french skyrocketed skyrocketed like it was amazing um i think another way of learning uh would be to like what ken said is to listen to it a lot so in music and on tv on you know watching movies uh definitely listen copy the accent uh watched a movie with subtitles or a tv series and you you pick it up you do um you don't necessarily need to go to classes and sit down and with a grammar book and kind of you know uh, hammer your head with all these grammar rules and stuff like that um if you're into that go for it <laughs> but i hate grammar in in my experience um and the like person that i know that that has learned a language not by going through class but like by listening and watching movies and talking to people from the country has been uh my boyfriend Steven he's never gone to a spanish class and yet he was able to learn and pick it up pick up the language just by um listening to it reading himself picking up a grammar book every now and then and he's actually very good so kudos to you Steve. well to be honest Steve is a doctor so he can learn anything he can do anything <laughs> he's almost like superman <laughs> so uh yeah that's quite interesting because from our experiences the best way to learn a language is not actually by going to school we've been saying oh you know date someone or go and live in that country it's completely different to what we've been learning or what we've taught um yes. you know uh in public school or mm. private schools what do you think about that like is it a good way what they are doing now to teach a language in school i don't think that it's uh personally i didn't find it easy to learn language in school um just because you know i, I suppose one thing is that everyone learns at a different pace so it's hard to like cater for everyone um and it's the focus is very much on uh grammar learning vocabulary you know things that aren't you mightn't even be able to use if you were actually in the country or speaking to someone just in normal conversation so and there's very little focus on speaking um and n not even too much on listening it's it's very it's very like you know text based which isn't great yeah no i agree i think if you want to go to class maybe go to like a language class but in that country because i had a lot of fun doing um like summer courses in china because everybody's on the same boat you're like learning um you know the same material and you're all, all like the same um uh, at the same level because you do like an entrance test and then you are put into like a specific class and i find that really helpful because you're there you're exploring the city or the area and everything mm. around you is you know in that language and that's um much more interesting oh know, yeah for sure yeah than sitting in a classroom and just yeah reading grammar books as you said enzo just to add to that i mean i think it's uh, obviously how people learn the language is different um like i was saying i hate grammar i used to i still hate it in french i don't know how you make the past conditional or the imperfect like <laughs> i don't know but um you know um i feel like it's not just going through class that you're going to learn the language you also have to take an interest in the culture 
and also to like we said you know watch movies listen to music mm. in that language uh to immerse yourself in into it into the language itself mm. you know um because otherwise it's gonna take you a while you know and you get you, your interest in the language has to come from the culture i feel like you know if you enjoy the culture you'll enjoy the for language sure more. yeah definitely um can't agree with you more um i mean languages is really a great skill to have do you think it really helped you uh, with your career ken i mean you're a translator um yeah for me it was very important uh, i work as a translator um so yeah i i, I use language every day um i yeah i do written translations i don't do um interpreting but um obviously that was kind of what what guided my career choice was when i was um uh in college uh, the first time um and i was thinking about what i could do when, once i graduated and uh, i couldn't really think of anything to be honest um and then i was like well what do i already have like what skills do i already have um and i was like oh well i can uh speak understand japanese um so then translation seemed like the obvious choice um at the time um obviously like yeah uh that's very directly related to languages but then there's so many careers um or jobs that it's that require you to have a language or to travel or speak with people from from other countries so i think it is very important especially these days yeah for sure and what about you enzo um have you ever landed uh in a job just because you can speak spanish um I think so. It's definitely contributed to me like getting a job, a Spanish and French for sure. Um, you know, that's how we met in Disneyland. So thanks to the French. <laughs> But um, I do feel like it does contribute. It, it helps your CV, you know, your set of skills, um, especially if you're involved in a job where you're going to be traveling a lot. You know, um, they're looking for people who will be able to communicate uh, in different languages because it's an asset for them. They don't need to hire an interpreter um in this case you know and obviously english and spanish and chinese are like the three main languages in the world and a lot of businesses are are um you know they they obviously a lot of businesses are involved in english so english speaking countries and everything's through english even signs i know um is done through english because it's easier for everybody so um yeah i do agree i think it's a very good set of skills yeah for sure because um it would definitely set you apart from others i think if you have like that on your cv if you speak like three yeah. or four languages and if they're very different like japanese and english um for example like i speak cantonese mandarin and french and english so of course they sound very different and it would sound oh my god that's really impressive you speak more than two languages you know so it definitely would set you apart and make you stand out i think um and um even though they, they sound very different like french and chinese and stuff like that i actually find french and cantonese very very similar there are words in french that you cannot um literally translate it into english but you can with cantonese which is really strange for example the word like bon courage you can you can you can't really say that in english um the closest word we have is like good luck which is not even exactly the same. But in Cantonese, there is actually a word for that. It's gayo. So that's actually really cool, really interesting. Um, do you see that? Have you come across anything like that, Ken, uh, for Japanese? Or... Um, yeah, for Japanese, 
also has a expression that's very similar gambatte uh, um and yeah i f- i found it interesting as well like to um if you learn a second language and then also learn a, th- a third language and then you start to see like um things that are similar between the second and third language and i think that kind of like for me i found like that opened my mind a bit more because i was like oh like the way we say things in english that's not necessarily like the only way to express something or um you know different uh languages have different uh ways of expressing things that we can't necessarily express in english and yeah i think just like uh opened my mind in terms of the language but also in terms of um culture um and understanding different cultures and the the ideas that they have um so for me that's like a really interesting part of of learning languages and i think the more like if you the like, the more languages you learn the more the more interesting it is as well for sure i say so because the thing is people always think oh you know everybody is so different if you speak this language or from this culture you're so different but the more languages you speak you realize actually we're not that different there are ideas like similar ideas across different uh cultures so yeah. you know in a sense we're different but not that different we're all humans you know what do you think enzo Yeah I do feel I always said that languages is like a great form of communication obviously and it connects everybody um whenever I travel somewhere I try and learn a few words of that language of the a country you know the country's language because I feel like if somebody comes to your country and they do an make an effort to speak the language you know of that country uh you're visiting as a guest it just warms the native heart you know people from there are just more welcoming they're welcoming in general but they'll they'll see that you're actually trying to make an effort you know um by speaking the language of people around their area so i think it's great um and just to piggyback on that um bon courage i think in spanish you say animo with also so there's no like like you know it also means bon courage it doesn't mean good luck of english translate That's so, so we're cool. like the odd ones out then we don't have an expression for it. Yeah, I think so. That's so odd. Um as we all know yeah. that every language has, you know, uh their own sayings, you know, like um slangs or even curse words. I think like in English I find us really boring. We only say like the few things, but I know in Spanish there's like a ton of things that you can say. Um in Chinese as well and in French they're a, a lot more creative. with curse words um do you think we should learn these words i mean is it a good idea to learn like you know slangs and curse words and all this um i think that um well first of all i'm going to call you out for pointing at spanish how dare you um <laughs> but no i think when it comes to slang um there words that the na- people there you know the natives use you know people uh who speak the language as their first language they use it all the time so it's definitely part of language um and i think you should know them you know recognize them and then eventually um use them in your in your everyday uh um conversations uh so i definitely think slang is is very important and when it comes to curse words um i think the same would apply uh in the fact that you should know you should recognize them you know you should recognize when somebody's being <laughs> angry at you and cursing you out you know um so definitely you should know uh, 
I guess the common, I'm not saying to just go and learn those, those words because um, it's not going to help you, but um, it's definitely good to know, have a knowledge of them. Now, there's always a time and place to use them, you know, so um, be wary, you know, don't use them all the time and, um, you know, kind of read the room as well when you're using them. Um, because every every language has their own course words and sometimes they can be very taboo. So don't, you know, I guess in Spain, it's not that. That doesn't really apply that much. Uh, but what about in Japanese? Um, Japanese is quite funny because it's kind of like an innocent language and in that there's not, uh, I don't actually know of any um, curse words per se. It's just kind of like, it's more about the the tone that you say it in and certain words um that you would use um the words aren't actually bad in themselves but it's just like the, the way you say them um so yeah like uh but like if a japanese person hears that like for example like i think the worst thing you can say to someone uh is like shine which um literally means die um but it's actually like yeah, if you say that to a Jap- don't say that to a Japanese person. They won't. They won't take it well. <laughs> oh wow, that's so funny because I didn't know that. I did not know that. Like you know, Japanese is quite an innocent language. Where I, I wouldn't say innocent. Maybe they're just like very polite. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. So they don't have that many curse words. I would agree with Enzo as well. Like definitely try to recognize the the curse words. Like I mean, I I wouldn't say I know all the curse words in Chinese, but like. I would know it's a curse word if someone says it, um, but I choose not to use them because they sound very harsh compared to like maybe English curse words or even French, because when someone, you know, is cursing you, cursing at you in, in, in French, it sounds lovely. <laughs> I mean, whereas uh, in Chinese, well, I Does think it? It, it sounds okay. I mean, compared to Chinese, you're like, oh my God, that sounds terrible. Um, and it might not even be that bad, but anyway. And in terms of slangs, that's really interesting because Cantonese, I would say, is a language composed of just slangs. Like <laughs> it's like nowadays, I don't think anyone knows how to speak proper Cantonese anymore because everybody just uses slangs and um, slangs evolve every day. And I don't think I know the current slangs. So if someone was to say something to me, I, I'd probably be lost in a conversation, to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah. So that's all the fun stuff with languages. And to wrap up this episode, we're going to play a little fun game uh, where we're going to tell each other a word. and We have to guess if this is a real word or a made up word. Are you ready? Yeah. Cool. So um, Enzo, would you like to start off? Yeah. Awesome. So this word, the word is bumfussel. Is it a real word? Or a made-up word. Bum I think puzzled. it's a made-up word. Your bum is puzzled. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's made up. I think that it could be real. What do you think it means? Uh, <laughs> I think it's when you sit down, but then you realize there's like a bee under you. <laughs> I don't know why I think that. <laughs> All right. And... The verdict is it's a real word. <laughs> Bumfussel is a real word. It's a verb that means to confuse or fluster, similar to the equally funny oh but God. better known bamboozle. That's so cool. 
And there you All go. All right. Since um, Ken, you are, today. yes, for sure. And since Ken, you are our guest, uh, maybe you want to take the next word? Oh, okay. Um, so the word is uh, Tara Diddle. <laughs> Tara, Tara Diddle? Diddle. <laughs> It sounds like somebody's name. It does. Like, like Tara Diddle. I would say this is made up. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a word for sure. I, yeah, I can't it sounds see this made being up. a real word either, to be honest. Um, it is a real word, yeah, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Oh. Taradiddle is not, in fact, taradiddle. That's because this word means nonsense or bogus. Oh, okay. Right. Um, there you go. That's a new word for everyone. Certainly is. Try and use that. You can try and inco- incorporate that into your uh, vocabulary. Yeah. Instead of saying that's nonsense, we can that's say taradiddle. that is absolutely taradiddle. <laughs> Okay, so the last word of the day is epiphinot. I think that's how you pronounce it. Epiphinot? Epiphinot. Yeah. Mm. Sounds very philosophical. It's like the start of it sounds like, uh, you know, like like epiphany or something like that. Um, But then the end is, I don't know. I feel like it could be a word in in French or something, but not in English. Hmm. I'm going to go with made up. Yeah, me too. I'm going to be the black sheep and say it's a real word. Drum roll. It is made up. So, uh, yeah, this is actually a made up word. Um, Not real at all, so don't use it. (laughs) Or you can, just to confuse your friends. (laughs) So there we go. That's um, a wrap on our episode on languages. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And thank you, Ken, for tuning in or joining us today thank you very for much this for episode me. from No I'm Problem. A huge fan. Um... Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. He's our first fan. And he's joining us from Japan as well. So thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Thanks. It's been a lot of fun and we'll see you guys again um, in the next episode. So stay tuned. Bye.